Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here, and this is one of my favorite episodes we do each month. It's the Women in Technology special episode, and I have with me this morning Nancy Cox, Executive Interim Director, and Rachel, Rachel Bagnell, the WIT uh, Program Director. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Now, uh, before we get too far into things, Nancy, why don't you tell us just briefly an overview of WIT and how you serve the community? Yeah. So, uh, as you mentioned, I'm Interim um, director, and I wanted to mention I'm also on the board of directors board. of WIT, mm-hmm. and uh, it is a group of very, very passionate women about women in technology and driving up the numbers of women in STEAM careers. Mm-hmm. So we do that through a variety of programs aimed at um, women and girls from the classroom to the boardroom, and uh, especially aiming at young ladies and college girls to make sure they're finding their way into those fields. And then once they're in those fields that they stay in and then they, right. you know, they thrive and prosper. So uh, that is really our mission. It is a connection of the, in the community. So we have, I would say, a very, very healthy roster mm-hmm. of partners and sponsors that believe in our mission as well. So um, pretty much um, every corporate sponsor you can think of in Atlanta believes in what we're doing and, and helps us. Right. Um, it's such an important, deliver. it's such an important initiative that you guys are working on to get more women involved and then starting in them as young as possible, right? To get them engaged. That's right. As a potential career option. Yeah. So when you hear about the stories of how women find their way into STEM fields or STEAM fields, it's, it's interesting to hear who impacts them and what steers them that way. Is it family, you know, moms and dads, teachers, or just some other role model, and being able to take that information and use that as the method by steering more, mm-hmm. <laughs> more girls in that. And to allow them the opportunity to kind of have these collisions with role models that may they may not have kind of seen or been aware of. Well, that's exactly right. Being able to pattern match or connect to say, "Oh wow, there is a woman who looks or sounds something like me and has a great career, and it sounds like a fun career," you mm-hmm. know, because I think sometimes they think. Um, our career field might be a little bit clinical or boring or maybe you're sitting at a computer with a hoodie on all day um, and trying to make that more real and fun and and interesting to them. Now, Rachel, um, talk about your role. So I am the program director for WIT, which basically means that I oversee the execution of all the programs and events for women in technology. That includes things like our WIT Girls program, our WIT Campus Program, our Women in Transition Program, and then our signature events, which include WIT Connect and WIT Awards. All right, let's start talking about each of those things. How about WIT Forum? I know you do that every month, right? That's when uh, a speaker of some sort comes, are they all local usually, or sometimes they're national speakers? It can be both, but we typically work with our um, you know, roster of partners that mm-hmm. have a lot of high-end executives and thought leaders in their ranks that we tap on to help us uh, present materials that are interesting to the you know the group the community at large. Um, so next week we have that we have some executives we've we've asked to speak about some interesting key topics around you know technology is always changing it changes quickly but it's really transforming and affecting a few key areas that. Our panelists are going to, or, or should I say, our speakers. We, we're not doing a panel this time. It's going to be 
thought leader, thought leader, thought leader in sequence, talking about supply chain, e-commerce, and digital marketing. Those three areas have had kind of a radical kind of impact from uh, current technology and innovation. Do you have the um, people who are speaking? Yes, we do. We have them. Um, So Keisha James from GE Power, uh, Maggie Tucker from IHG, and then we have two ladies from NCR, Wendy Peters and Kathy Chandler. Mm -hmm. And they'll each be speaking about their specialties. That's right. And yeah. then is the event where they all speak and then there's networking? Is there a chance for Q&A? Like, what's the format? Yeah, so our forums, we usually have about 200-plus people. Um, it'll be intros, speakers, and then Q&A at the end. And we usually have a, a, a quite a bit of time left over mm-hmm. to make sure all the questions are covered. Um, mm-hmm. We allow about 30 minutes of Q&A time because that is probably the most you know popular interactive time. People can't wait. We always have to cut them off unfortunately but um yeah we'll leave a lot of time for that so when you do a panel is that typically on one topic and then it's just several people in that industry or in that space to talk about kind of deep dive in that topic that's right and then in this case this is three this is kind of like a sampler platter a little bit of a yeah sampler against uh, a a specific subject right. right and a lot of these forum topics come from our community um, they'll say, hey, we'd love to learn more. Can you put something together about this subject? And we'll we'll do that. So that's a great event. That happens every month? Yep, third Wednesday of every month. Um, and where is that held usually? So every month it's it uh, early. <laughs> now, right now we're in one place, 7.30 in the morning, so it's early so people can get up early and <laughs> attend, but they don't miss work, so right. they can uh, still make it to work. And it's um, in Buckhead at uh, Magiana's. Mm-hmm. And then uh, is there breakfast? That's a there's food, and then there's a lot of education. It's a lot fun. of food, a lot of talking, <laughs> a lot, a lot of, of education. Coffee, I'm sure. yep. <laughs> and um, so then this is coming up next Wednesday. That's right. Good stuff. So anything else going on? Hey Rachel, I won't be the hog. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, yeah. So one of the big things that we have um, going on right now is a website redesign competition. So if you go out and look at um, the, our website today at mywit.org, um, you can you know kind of feel your way around in there. And what we've done is we've issued a challenge to our WIT girls and WIT campus students mm-hmm. um, to form teams and then propose a de- redesign of our actual website. Um, so that ask went out to all of our students, um, and we had a lot of interest in the actual competition, and we've now narrowed it down to 12 qualifying teams. Um, And those 12 teams will uh, look at some of the pain points on the website, consider um, what they think would be a new creative design for the WIT website, and then submit their proposed ideas um, as a team uh, to us for judging and review. And we have some great um, prizes for them, too. And what are some of the prizes? Oh, I got to tell you, when I started to go look for people to support this event, um, it was very quick to get to a yes on absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would love to be a sponsor, a judge, meet 12 teams of girls. I mean, be able to see the work. I mean, it's basically seeing the portfolio work of, of... 12 times possibly three people, um, upcoming talent. So got um, now it's a total cash prize of $5,000 in sponsorship, wow. which is pretty cool for yeah. even a normal hackathon sometimes, doesn't <laughs> right. it? Get that much, <laughs> yeah. right. And um, also got some coaching sessions from some really high-end UX um, firms here in Atlanta that will help our winning 
and runner-up teams talk about that career field and see it in action and see wow. real people doing that work and the tools they use and can really hopefully keep them interested and motivating in, in staying in that career path. Now, are they coming from schools all over the state of Georgia? So for the for the WIT girls, um, as long as they're registered as a WIT girl, they could be from anywhere in Georgia. Um, the majority of them, though, are local, mm-hmm. and um, they're with our partner schools. And then from a WIT campus perspective, they would be one of, from one of the 13 different colleges and universities that we have clubs at. Um, and those the furthest away is Georgia Southern. Um, and then we also go out to Columbus State and UGA and a few others kind of on the outskirts and then in the city as well. And then uh, were you surprised at the how much engagement you got from this? Um, yeah. Well, yes and no. So, um, yes, it was great to see such immediate engagement and the teams forming. Um, but no, because the girls that are part of our programs um, – are engaged. So that's part of what the programs do with them Mm -hmm. is help them not only become engaged in STEAM related um, education and curriculum and kind of discovery and innovation, but then also stay on board with it. So um, it was great to see so many of them jump in and say, you know, I'm willing to put my ideas forward on it. Right. And then is this a design only or they're expected to kind of build the back end or is somebody else going to do the kind of nuts and bolts of the the website. It's yeah, it's design only. Yeah, because because the implementation of that obviously for wit would need to we would need to control that. There's right. back end systems that they have to integrate to and, and so on. So uh, so this we'll is take the fun part. They yeah. get to do the fun part. Yes, they do. The idea. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and honestly, that that part's half the battle. Right, so, or more than half. And then so that's where the user experience folks come in to really help kind of make it real intuitive. Well, we'll take their designs, and then yes, we'll take take it internally to um, make sure they're it, it's um, something we can implement mm-hmm. and, and tailor that. Now, uh, is there going to be an opportunity for them to interact together, all the the girls that are participating? So there are some information sessions that they will attend together. Um, and then when we get down to the finalists, they will have the opportunity to present some more of their ideas, um, probably uh, via something like Skype or, or mm-hmm. whatnot. Uh, and then actually we will showcase the winner um, of the competition, so the winning team, at our May Forum. Um, so they will actually get up on, on stage, so to speak, and share their idea with um, the audience. And then talk about kind of how it, how they created it. Absolutely. So talk about how they came up with the idea, how they put it together as a team, and then share with the group what that actual idea wow. is. That's going to be great. Yeah. Now, uh, other activities you got going on? The uh, can you talk about the executive MBA? Yeah, I think that's really significant this year because we do focus a lot on girls. Um, you know, middle middle age middle school girls and and college. middle age. Yeah, you got the whole spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I slipped there. Um, however, um, the Emory uh, Business School, Goys Ed Business School, offered up two twenty five thousand dollars scholarships. Can wow. you imagine? I mean, it's just huge and um, clearly important for right. for the women that they get awarded those scholarships. So, so how how does someone apply for that? So through our website, we have an application process that's already set up. And then who is the candidate for that? Um, they will be doing the um, review of that, per the applicant. So they're looking for somebody who, you know, looks like they are have moved along in their career field, um, 
would really benefit from an MBA to further their next steps or their career path, et cetera. And how they're going to. So they're members yeah. of WIT who um, right. haven't got their MBA yet, and this is an opportunity for them to get a scholarship through that's Emory. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's going to be. It's oh, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's really a big. Great opportunity. Really big. Now, um, I, I noticed this is off topic. I don't think it's in your notes, but I noticed <laughs> I was on Amazon, and now there's a place for me to donate to WIT. On Amazon? Mm-hmm. Through Amazon Smile. Yes, Price. there is. So that how did that come about? Uh, that's been in place for a little while. Um, so as a nonprofit, of course, you can apply for that and get um, on the Amazon Smile website. So anyone out there that shops Amazon, especially the way that I do, mm-hmm. um, should use that Amazon Smile and pick Women in Technology as the, as the charity, as the charity the that nonprofit you're supporting. That's right. that's right. And then a portion, when I do that, a portion of every dollar I spend goes to yes. wit? Yes. So yes. that's like a painless way. Painless. Easy. Because <laughs> right? we all spend money on Amazon, right? Right. Yes. So um, how are you socializing that? Because I just came about it accidentally. I think, well, yeah, thank you for bringing it up today. <laughs> <laughs> we um, have it on our website. We periodically put it out, push it out through our social media. But yeah, it's um, a constant process to communicate that that's available and, of course, all the money goes to executing our programs. Uh, right. So is that something that is generating? I mean, it, it, I don't know if it's significant, but is it every little bit helps. But I don't know yet. We, a, we haven't seen that much coming through really? yet. Because yeah. it seems like, I mean, everybody buys from Amazon. It seems just mm-hmm. a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. Have you, have you done it, though? I mean, you have to yeah. remember to, you know. Well, you have to click your, on the smile yeah. thing, right? And then, right. And then once you do do that, then it's taken care of. I put you as my nonprofit, so then. Thank you. So yeah, I think we'll just uh, again have mm-hmm. to keep keep reminding people to, right. to keep pick socializing us. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now in June, you do a big event with Connect. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So um, each year we do uh, our, one of our signature events with Connect. Um, it will be on June the twentieth at Georgia Aquarium. Um, and during that event, what we're doing is we're highlighting our programs and, and mostly focusing on um, our WIT girls and our WIT campus programs. But we'll also um, recognize that um, that MBA scholarship winners as well. Um, and it's a big fundraising event for us, but it's also the event where we give away um, scholarships to those students. So we are currently in the application phases for our WIT girls and WIT campus students to apply for scholarships. And um, they submit an application. Um, by the end of this month, actually, they're due. And we will review them and um, pick some winners. Last year, we gave away um, over $115,000 in scholarships to 12 deserving students. Um, and this year, we hope to match or exceed that scholarship amount. Wow. That is uh are you getting more and more girls involved? Like, are you seeing growth in the program? Absolutely. So, um, last year we had um, almost seven hundred of our WIT girls involved, and about twelve hundred of our WIT campus students involved, um, and that has significantly grown since that we pulled those last numbers. Um, so, WIT girls is now closer um, to nine hundred, and WIT campus has jumped up to over fifteen hundred. So, um, you know, steady over time, growing. Um, and as we continue to initiate programs and scholarships, you know, the popularity also grows. 
And the students who move on from the WIC Girls program go into the WIC Campus program. And from the WIC Campus program, when they graduate, they are wonderful volunteers for women in technology. And they come back and they help the, the next generation, so to speak, of young women get interested in STEAM. Now, um, when STEM pivoted to STEAM and added the A, um, has that kind of brought an influx of more girls and women involved in WIT? I don't know about an influx, but I think it did the right thing in terms of addressing, particularly in technology, where design and um, graphic design, I mean, you can't think of a gaming system, right, that doesn't have a tremendous amount of art and mm -hmm. artwork and design to it, that that we brought those things together. Um, we are still continuing to um, socialize STEAM to mm -hmm. the community and bring in more sponsors, partners that are um, art-specific Right now, we have more of a blend. People are interested in... But um, this website yeah. design is an example of... It is. ...kind of um, leveraging right. the A, right? Yep. Yeah, the, and there's other... Um, if you think about... Just for example, we're in Atlanta, right? So think about the film industry um, and the over-arching you know, arching theme of technology and everything that has to do with the film industry. Um, and even a, a lot of the... Um, Movies today, you know, they have special effects, um, so they right. aren't necessarily just actors and actresses, um, but they utilize technology to create those special effects and then, um, you know, integrate them into filmmaking. Right. Um, so there's a ton of that going on in Atlanta, and we want to make sure we're recognizing fields like that, that um, although they're artistic, they are also very tech savvy. Right. And that's really the melding of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that Atlanta's diverse economy really helps and plays into this. I mean, how many cities, states have access to what we have access to from music, film, and all the fintech and healthcare IT and all this all yep. in one place? I mean, it's, it's a big opportunity. One of the most unique things, though, about Atlanta that I've been able to see is that the corporate participation and engagement sponsorship is, partnership is um, unique meaning they really embrace their own community, their their um, startup community. I mean, think about all the different, you know, incubators and accelerators and ones that, or that they just participate, like Engage, as well as our programs. I mean, they um, are, like I said, heavily participate with us and then sometimes get very creative, like the first data um, workshop and competition they had about a month ago, I guess now, to also... Um, drive their own activities, you know, mm -hmm. with us in partnership. Now, in your career, how have you seen kind of this, um, the evolution of women in technology? I know probably when you started, it was much less than where it is. It's still not high enough today, but how have you seen it uh, grow? Yeah, I don't know if it's less. So what's interesting to me is like when I started, which was a while ago, right? <laughs> when I joined um, sort of the tech field as an engineer, um, I had a lot of female co-workers with me. And it seems like somewhere in the 2000s or after, it seemed to really fade off or less we're entering. Um, and we're, we're obviously trying to turn that around. So now we're graduating more. They're getting more in school, but they're not necessarily choosing career, those career paths. Even so. though they have the, the degree in it? Yeah. So that where are they going if they're not? Like, what's the purpose of going through all that? Yeah, heartache to get the degree in that. I don't know. I mean, so it's just, just not, it's not, a, there's not following through. So, wow. um, again, it's all about trying to drive up the numbers, make make those roles and career paths more appealing mm -hmm. to um, and maybe dispel some myths. It seems like what's displayed in 
uh, media or what how people are visualizing, you know, tech careers or science careers seems, like I said, boring and tedious. Maybe um, trying to bring bring some reality back to the how how for me my career path I think has been extremely fun and interesting. <laughs> Have been around the world and um, try, you know I worked at NASA and the Air Force. I mean I've just seen a lot of different things, participated in a lot of I guess history and truly enjoyed the variety that my career path enabled me, which is kind of the, the speech I give young ladies when I mm -hmm. see them, and, um, and the financial independence that goes along with the career path in, in um, STEM or STEAM. That's something that maybe it's a touchy subject, but I always bring it up. It's like it's a, you can have a financially independent career path and really, like I said, write your future, which is our tagline. Absolutely. Because these careers choice. have like zero unemployment. Zero unemployment <laughs> and great salaries. Right. And um, longevity. So, yeah. I just like, I can't imagine why uh, everybody <laughs> you know, right. is, is attracted to the. And especially if you've done the hard part, you've already qualified, you've already, yeah. you're smart enough and you're technical enough to do this stuff. And then to just say self select out of it at that point, that's really an odd decision. It is. Yeah, and some of, I mean, some of it, too, is they might start a career in, you know, that STEAM-related field, but then at some point they they change it, um, whether, you know, by choice or direction, they might change it. So maybe they go in as a software developer, but then all of a sudden, you know, they get directed to a project manager role, and the project manager role might be, might not be as technical as what they were in. So sometimes it happens where they get uh, directed elsewhere or they choose elsewhere as well. And that's that's part of having that um, female support system in place with others who are in the field um, because they are going into still a very male-dominated right. field. Um, and sometimes they're the only woman sitting in the room, literally. Um, and that can be tough for you know young women who are just trying to find their way in their career. Um, and sometimes those obstacles throw them off their path. Right. There could be just a bias, and then they're being directed or led right. in a way that they think they're making a choice, but maybe right. if there was a mentor there that says, no, you push back here, and you say, no, this is what I'm going to do. That's right. And then so that that's an important component of this, right, where where you're giving young women the opportunity to kind of job shadow and learn and be mentored by more seasoned uh, people in technology so they they can navigate those tricky situations and those difficult conversations. Yeah, and be more comfortable. I think I think like what Rachel's describing is feeling uncomfortable in that scenario and helping them feel like, no, this is great. It's comfortable. You have coworkers, male and female, right. you know, for the rest of your life. So uh, learn how to work with everyone and find, in, in my case, find the joy in what you're doing, right? That you have, there's some meaning and in, in interest in, in what you're doing. That And the impact yeah. that you're making. I mean, this mm -hmm. is... I mean, this, you're building the future. Absolutely. My, you know, I always say, that I take this from the Tech Square Labs guys, but it's like you're building something from nothing. All you have is your brain and a laptop, and you can literally build something, um, create something that is useful or potentially um, seriously meaningful or life-changing for somebody else. So anyway. Now, Rachel, what you're going out uh, and kind of going to campuses around the state to kind of educate them about the importance of having these programs on their campus? 
Yeah, absolutely. So with the WIC campus program, um, like I said earlier, we touch 13 different colleges and universities. They have on-campus clubs. So they have a, a faculty advisor assigned to the club, and they are student-led organizations or clubs on campus. So they um, elect their own executive board, you know, president, vice president, treasurer, et cetera. Um, and then they, they run their club with a focus on STEAM. And what we as WIT parent, quote unquote, um, do is we help connect our sponsors with those students through different workshops or topics that um, those company representatives will come out and speak to them about and help educate them about. Now, um, are the are you is it difficult to find that campus sponsor? Like what's the challenge of expanding that to more than 13 campuses? So I, th I think the number one challenge is getting um to the appropriate faculty or staff in order to create the club because you have to have that, and most university or college guidelines require that, first of all. Um, but in order for a club to be successful, they need some on-site guidance as well. Um, and it's sometimes difficult to find the right person um, because the tech field and the STEAM fields are also different. Um, number one. And then number two is it's almost like an extra job for them. Right. And as you know, um, teachers, professors, et cetera, are, are very busy and have a lot on their plates. Um, so asking them to take a lot of extra time to be able to serve as faculty sponsor as well. At least, especially to get it started. Oh, That's absolutely. The hardest, part. the hardest part is in the beginning to get it started. Once you have, you know, your executive board in place where you have the students leading the organization, they obviously require guidance, but um, with a strong executive board, they kind of self-lead, right? Right. Um, and just require require that main, you know, that mentorship or when they have questions, um, somebody there to help them through that. Mm -hmm. So you're looking to expand that program, though. You're looking for more. Um, That's something that we're considering going into the next school year. So obviously we're close to the end of the school right. year right now. Um, and what we'll do over the summer is we'll be planning for potential expansion. Um, and we're going to implement uh, like an application process as well where schools out there can um, say, hey, we want to have a WIC campus club at our school and say, you know, raise their hand um, and go through that process. Um we do have a closing event coming up with the current year as well. So our closing event will be in April. It'll be at Mercedes-Benz USA. And it's a global event, which means that we invite all of our campus club students to one location um, to be part of that closing wow, event. Big party. It's, it's there's there's a lot of there's a lot of celebration yes, um, but there's also um, education in there as well. Right. Um, so we'll do things like speed networking with them. Um, they'll have the opportunity to hear some from some great speakers at Mercedes Benz USA, um, and then they'll also be able to network as a group. So what better way to expand your network across um, different schools than come to you know our closing mm -hmm. event? Those events are amazing. So I went to there's one. I went to a couple years ago, and I met this young lady. She was from Clarkston University, and she was a junior, though, right? So she had another year to go. And um, she was a software developer. She got so busy building websites and stuff for her family, and then friends of her family, and then extended family, that she started hiring her classmates, <laughs> and she started her own company. Wow. And next thing you know, she was, of course, they got class credit for all these you know portfolio projects, and she was making money and her friends' money. And I wrote her name down. I was like, well, I'm going to go hire her next year. <laughs> keep, you know, keeping tabs and keeping right. watch. 
Yeah, no, she went to um, Cisco in Silicon Valley. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. But it was wonderful to see her. She was super inspiring. And um, I was just thrilled to see somebody like her who, who got it and really, right. really ambitious and smart. And But it's all yeah. possible. I mean, like you said, a laptop and a brain and yeah. off you go, right? <laughs> yep. That's what you need. That's all you need. And then if you get some help and support from your peers and from yep. mentors, mm-hmm. then the sky's the limit. That's right. Yes. Now, what's the most rewarding part, Nancy? Uh, I know you're the interim executive director, but you've been involved with uh, WIT for a while. What's the most rewarding part for you to be part of this important association? Well, I think just the kinds of things I just mentioned. It's like meeting meeting young girls, having those conversations, um, helping them. If there's any problems, I can help them solve and you know, getting them to the next step. I've really enjoyed being a little closer to the action. As a board member, we participate, and we can, in different events, but just seeing sort of the day-to-day execution of it and um, being able to steer some of that's been been really enjoyable. What's some of your frustrations? What do, what do you need help in? I don't know if we have frustrations. I think it's just a lot. So we always have, you know, a lot going on. <laughs> and uh, the logistical challenge of getting it all done and, you know, with high quality and meeting every commitment. Um and I'm probably not somebody who's wired for frustration, so I don't, so I don't necessarily <laughs> see it that way. It's a yeah, lot of opportunity. It's just, yeah, it's just exciting getting a lot, getting a lot done, and trying to do um, the very best work we can for for our, our partners and sponsors. And the next thing up once again is the WIT form. Yep. And then they can. Is there still time to sign up, or is that mm. all sold out? almost sold out isn't it? i think it's actually almost yeah. sold out yes but um <laughs> they can go to our website mywit.org and there um there's the forum uh, flyer is out there and they can go and check uh check it out to register also all of the upcoming um, forums are out there beyond this month and the topics are listed so if they want to you know, go check out the list of topics. They can pre they can register for any of those. So even if they can't make this one in February, um, we have s- multiple coming out throughout the year that they can register for. And I would uh, highly recommend registering early for the March one because yes. of our our speaker. So yeah, we usually spell out like just about a week before. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll wait list some to see if there's any um, empty seats in any of our um, partner tables, and then uh, yeah, so. Then our March forum, I would take a look and hurry up and, and register for that because that'll that'll probably sell out maybe a couple of weeks beforehand. And uh, do you still do the WIT socials where that's more of a social? Yeah, we do. So it'll be April and September. We yes. have those booked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got to get in early. And then are there still opportunities for sponsors if somebody wants to sponsor WIT Connect or is that sold out as well? The sponsorships are definitely available. Um, we do have our presenting sponsor and our VIP sponsor secured, but we have plenty of other sponsorships available. Um, everything from individual tickets to buying a table to um, being a silver sponsor. So we have lots of opportunities available for that and would welcome um, as many folks as that would like to be a sponsor. Now, we just had uh, one of your keynotes from last year. Rhonda Viteri mm. w- was here. She spoke at Wit Connect, I believe, last year. And uh, she was here in town for the Super Bowl and came in the studio. Mm. Oh, cool. Like a couple weeks ago. Did she mention Wit? She did. Oh, nice. She said it's, uh, it's super important. <laughs> awesome. And that was she was proud to be part of it. Very Great. good. Very good. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And do you have an idea of who's speaking for this one or is all that in process? 
that we are currently in process securing speakers for uh, WIC Connect. Uh, there will be a great focus on the actual scholarship winners. So when our scholarship um, winners are announced, they find out a little bit in advance that they are the winners. And they're the ones that do most of the speaking at the event. Um, and they have some very inspiring stories um, about how they've gotten to where they are in their educational careers and what their next steps might be. Good stuff. If, I don't know if you've ever seen that. Have you ever been to a, a Connect? I have. So, you know, the stories, the rest of us sitting there going, oh, wow, <laughs> slacker. Like, they're just right. amazing, the young ladies that we get in the, in the scholarship mm -hmm. uh, pipeline. And then maybe we can uh, get them all around the table here and we can talk to them. That'd be great. That would be awesome. And uh, if somebody wanted to join or learn more about WIT, once again, the website? The website is mywit.org, and there is um, a join on the um, bottom of the page where you can just sign up, and you can also register to be a volunteer as well. So um, you can join as a member for free, um, and after you join as a member for free, I would encourage you to also look at the volunteering and fill out an application for that too. And, yeah, this is definitely an organization where you want to get active and you want to participate because there are so many great connections and relationships you can build. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're we're a 20,000-plus member-strong community, um, and we have a lot of great volunteers that participate in our programs and support them. Um, so, absolutely, it's something that everyone should be a part of. Good stuff. Well, Nancy Cox, Rachel Bagnell, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank right, you. Thanks for having us. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on the Women in Technology special episode.